we're really onto something now. That's propelling itself. There's a trajectory there that's huge. This is an epidemic. We have to solve it. And saving sight is what it's about because the way science works is once they know something more about the retina, that can affect other diseases of the retina, et cetera, and on and on. So it accumulates. My short answer is please stay hopeful. We are very optimistic. There are significant changes on the horizon. That was Dawn Prawl sharing her optimism that we are on the cusp of significant breakthroughs in tackling the very common eye disease, macular degeneration. Macular degeneration will be our focus on this episode, episode number five of Healthcare on the Horizon. Welcome to Healthcare on the Horizon. I'm your host, Jeff Ostroff. This podcast is intended for the general public and healthcare professionals. Healthcare on the Horizon is about where things stand now with the prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of specific diseases and how things might change with those in the future. Our goal is to help you learn more about these diseases and to give you a clearer picture of the work being done right now to improve or eradicate their adverse impact. Like its sister podcast, Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers, Healthcare on the Horizon will look a bit into the future, in this case, to provide hopeful news about the various diseases we shine a light on. We hope you'll find the information here useful in an educational sense, but also, perhaps in a more personal way, should you, a family member, or a friend have one of the medical conditions we cover. Please note, the information shared on this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for the advice provided by your physician or any other healthcare professional. Hi, everyone. Today, you're going to learn about a disease that afflicts millions of people around the world. In fact, in the United States alone, it is estimated that 20 million individuals may have this condition. I'm speaking about the eye disease known as macular degeneration, sometimes simply referred to as MACD. As you'll soon learn, major strides are being made in improving the quality of life for those who have MACD and in related areas too. And there is much reason to hope that things will get even better in the future. In this episode of Healthcare on the Horizon, you'll learn about such things as who tends to have MACD or be at greater risk for it. The two main types of MACD, what you can do to help prevent or delay the onset of MACD, and advances that have and are likely to continue to be made in tackling this low vision disease. You'll also learn where you can get help if you or someone you know has MACD. To help us with all this, we've brought on an expert on macular degeneration. She's Dawn Prowl. Dawn Prowl is the founder and executive director of the Support Sight Foundation and creator of the My MACD Life podcast. Dawn is a high-energy executive with more than 30 years' experience in healthcare and nonprofit management, with an outstanding track record of fundraising, collaboration, and patient advocacy. Dawn is a nationally recognized patient advocate in MACD. In the last decade, she has garnered a reputation within the ophthalmology, vision research, and low vision fields 
as a positive influence. A champion for individuals and families whose lives are affected every day by MACD, Dawn actively participates on various patient advocacy councils, vision research funded groups, congressional testimony, Medicare Medicaid advocacy groups, and similar efforts. Now, before we begin our conversation with Dawn, I want to encourage you to please consider donating or perhaps volunteering for any of the nonprofits we focus on in this podcast. They work tirelessly on our collective behalf to help generate advances or even help eradicate the diseases we spotlight here. Well, hi, Dawn. Welcome to Healthcare on the Horizon. Hey, Jeff. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Macular degeneration is something that so many people have. It's such an important topic that we definitely wanted to address this as soon as we could on Healthcare on the Horizon. And who better than you to be doing that with us? And so I have to say, I'm so appreciative that you're on the show. I wonder if you wouldn't mind, Dawn, letting our audience know a little bit about your educational background, work experience, when you came to the Support Site Foundation, and what you do there to set the stage. Sure, I'm happy to do that. And I'm honored, actually, and uh, privileged to kind of frame this. So I've got an MBA. I'm a business. I'm in healthcare most of my career, acute healthcare, because I happen to live in, a, in an area where it's eds and meds, right? Philadelphia area, lots of hospitals. <laughs> eds right? and meds. Eds and meds. And uh, so healthcare is my jam. Then I realized that I really love seniors. I love old people. I love them. Aging is also my jam. And my life really has changed because of all people that I know who are older. So take those two things, healthcare, seniors, senior healthcare and housing, what's also known as the CCRC industry, which is continuing care retirement communities. And then match that up with fundraising. Okay, I'm one of those crazy people who likes to ask people for money. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay, philanthropy. Right? right. And then match that up with out of the blue, I get a phone call from the late Herb Lopman. God rest his soul. I had the honor and privilege of working with him for about five years, pretty much every day side by side. And he and his wife are the co-founders of the Macula Vision Research Foundation. And their sole focus was to find a cure for macular degeneration. And it was a 501c3 national charity, your nonprofit. And out of the blue, Herb called me up and said, I've been hearing great things about you. You want to run my foundation? I didn't know anything about macular degeneration, mm. but I got to do this. And that was 14 years ago. Wow. And I haven't stopped since. And I'm 24 7. It's all about macular degeneration, low vision, and seniors, the world's not set up in a way that supports losing your vision. So I'm passionate about it and going to make a difference. We already are. One of the reasons I'm really excited about being here today is we're on a tear, like a good tear, a positive tear. We are all about patient education and kind of health literacy and also about advocacy. Because when you lose your eyesight, which we can all relate to, it's devastating and you need other people around you because your life changes significantly. Just a quick follow-up to that. Because you are involved 
24-7. And I yeah. have met you before, and I know that you are sincere in your passion for the Immaculate Degeneration cause. Thank you. Even though you're not a doctor or a researcher, you are very much aware of things that are happening outside of just the education and the advocacy and the training and all that realm. Absolutely. Which is why we have you on today is to talk about some of the things that are going on. And some of them, as you've alluded to already, are very exciting. Right. So I can tell you this, that, and that's a good way because I think the audience to understand that gap we fill, which we, no one really does. I mean, we, it's about understanding the disease that you're living with because the docs, that's not their purpose. And the researchers, and by the way, the support site foundation funds research. We fuel research to find new treatments that are cure for MACD. Let's call it MACD. That's our thing. Okay. Because it's easier to say, right? It is easier to say. I know. Absolutely. The thing I think we want people to understand is that we are a resource. We are a voice for that. And we are the place to go when you have to understand when you can't get to your retina doc because you can't drive anymore. There's a lot involved with vision loss. And understanding and getting the information that you need in that gap as your vision changes. So we know the stages. We know what to do in the stages. We're a handoff from the doctors. Okay. Because they don't go into those places, just like I don't give people perform surgery. Exactly. Can you give us a fairly quick overview, Dawn, of what macular degeneration is, when it was first identified, how does it present itself? Sure. And then who does it affect? How many people? Sure. So I'll give you the thumbnail. How's that? Excellent. The way we want people to kind of view this and kind of approach it is this. MACD is a retina disease. It is a central vision problem. So it affects your central vision. You still have your peripheral vision. And just to correct maybe people's potential misunderstanding about it, you do not go completely blind ever. It's a progressive disease. Okay, gradually progressive over time. It is not reversible. It affects everyone. Primarily, well, let's say in America, there's around 20 million people who have some stage of it. And it is genetic. If one or both of your parents were diagnosed with it, you are three times more likely to have it or to get it. It's also environmental. So smoking, no, big no-no. Smoking is one of the top environmental factors for MACD. But the cause of it, it is degenerative. Those cells in your retina, they die. They start not doing their job and they do not regenerate themselves. And your macula is in your retina. And its job is very fine detail and also color. That's what's happening is those cells are dying and your retina is attached to your optic nerve, the back of your eye. And the kicker is you don't see with your eyes, you see with your brain. Mm. Okay, so that's kind of a summation of that. MACD starts to kick in with drusen, which is like this gunky yellow stuff, mm. for lack of a better term, 
and the cells can't they can't get rid of it. It's like garbage. Yeah. I mean, these are terms I've heard from researchers, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And it's in your Brooks membrane, and there's all kinds, of, and you can go to our website, and there's all kinds of explanations on that. But the bottom line is that Drusen, and that's D is in dog, R, U, S is in Sam, E, N is in Nancy. Drusen. Drusen. So that's the start. MACD can be detected or is detected as early as age 50. Wow. Right. So the we always say to people, you know, people are living longer, right, Jeff? Look, yep. medical scientists, we're living longer. I, who knows if we're healthier, but we're living longer. Right. 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 <laughs> right. So for a lot of people, I mean, one of our board members is 101 years old a couple of days ago. Wow. He has MACD. He's had MACD half his life now. Wow. Yeah. And once you, again, not reversible, once you've been diagnosed with it, there's no going back right now. That's powerful. And it's gradual. And the other thing I, we always want people to understand is that everyone is different. Everybody's different. It depends. You could have a best friend who lives next door to you and you're, you know, next in the apartment next to you in your retirement community that has macular degeneration. And they could be in a very different place than you are with the disease. Let me ask you a couple of follow-ups, Don. Does it tend to affect one gender more than another? And can you just briefly talk about the two types of macular degeneration? Great questions. You do your homework. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So gender, more women than men. And I'm talking the United States right now. Okay. Some will say, well, yeah, there are more women than there are more men in just in the population, the data. And that's true. But over time, it affects more women than men. So we don't actually say it's more gender specific. In pure numbers, more women have it. It's more of a white disease. And it skews toward an Asian, by the way, a huge, a really big issue. Mm. Speaking of global Asia, it's, it skews to 60 and older, primarily. And that's part of that's being diagnosed, by the way, because you could have had it for a while and it would just, somebody didn't catch it or you didn't go to the eye doctor, you know, what, you know, it's just like every other health condition. We've only really known about macular degeneration for about 45 years. And this is the fascinating part that, again, this is the space we fill. So if you think about it, research makes medicine, right? Right. From bench to bedside. So that's a process, but you have to know what the disease is. Sure. I mean, how did we know about glaucoma? How do we know about certain types of cancer? Arthritis, right? And that's the science because when I first came to Macular Vision Research Foundation, which that was the previous name for Support Site Foundation, we changed the name a few years ago and, and kind of changed the structure a little bit, but it's essentially the same mission. When I first came there, that was, oh, that's just a, what happens when you get old. You just lose your eyesight. Yeah. That's literally what the scientific community and the doctors would say until really the Macular Vision Research Foundation came on deck and said, look, well, that's not good enough. We got to know it. So that's why we started to fuel the research way back then to, for, so that science could figure out at the molecular level, what's going on with this? Where, how does this disease act in your eye, your retina? And here we are. And here we are. And just quickly, the difference between dry and wet. Wet and dry. Yeah, I didn't forget you. I just wanted to take a yeah. breath. Right? 
Okay. So here's, and again, a lot of this stuff is on, we'll talk about at the end of the show, but it's, these resources are available. So there's wet MACD and there's dry MACD. And here's the deal. Here's how that works. There's three stages. There's early, just like lots of diseases, early stage, middle, advanced. Yeah. 80 to 85% of all the people out there have dry macular degeneration. 10 to 15% have wet. It is bilateral. So you could get, you know, listeners might be saying, well, I only have it in one eye. Well, you could get dry MACD in your right eye and it might not ever turn to wet. And dry macular degeneration is not, the misconception is it's not like it's easier, it's better to have that. It acts the same way. It's like a lot of our patients, a lot of our constituents say like Swiss cheese and it moves around. So the wet is when the blood vessels start to leak and that is advanced. We have treatment for that. The treatments have been around for 20, what is 22 years now? 23. So it started out with Avastin, which is a a repurposed cancer drug. That worked. Well, Macugen was first. Then we went to Advastin. Like the research on that went quickly. Then Genentech came out with Lucentis. Then Regeneron came out with Ilea and there, and then Novartis. So there's, so there are, those are the injections. When you hear people say they get a shot in their eye, everybody needs to ask their doctor, retina doc or the person giving them the shot. What is it that you're shooting into my eye? You'd be shocked at how many people don't know, but we encourage everyone to ask. So those are the treatments. Okay. Again, quick clarification here. So if you have dry macular degeneration, you're not getting those shots that you get. You have wet. That's correct. And there's no treatment for dry right now. No treatment, but that's what we're working on. Now, Dawn, I know that you know that Healthcare on the Horizon is a global podcast. We're not just looking at the United States where you and I are, but we're also looking at the world and the effect that these different diseases have on people all over the world. Is this something that you'll find affects millions of people in particular parts of the world? Is it equally distributed around the world? You know, certain places where it's more of a problem. How global is it? Yeah, well, I'd say this to you, Jeff. Again, I think the way that we, for your audience and you know what you're trying to accomplish here with this wonderful show is that it is prevalent. It is one in four over the age of 65. Wow. One in four. Statistics show, and again, keep in mind, I'm kind of disclaiming some of this, keep in mind that we haven't known about this disease very long. So the data that they're collecting around the world suggests these population-based studies, right, for macular degeneration, they are really now, just now looking at the racial and ethnic differences in the prevalence. In Asia, for example, the prevalence is growing significantly as people are starting to be diagnosed with it. Again, didn't always know what was going on with it. The medical world wasn't looking for it, especially in an age-specific population, because it is primarily in older people. Stargardt's, it's called, is juvenile macular degeneration. And that starts around age nine. Wow. That's still what we call an orphan disease. 
So orphan, not that it's not serious, but there's a less significant number of population. It's more rare. It's not that it's more rare. It's just not reported and it doesn't happen as often because it's genetic. I really hope you're enjoying this episode so far. If you are, can you please do me a small favor? Let some of your family members, friends, or others in your network know about it and about healthcare on the horizon. If you happen to like this podcast, my interviewing approach, or perhaps even my voice, please consider checking out some of the many services my business provides. These include podcast hosting, creation and consulting, voiceovers, professional interviewing, production of audio or video promotional profiles to help you sell your business, promote your services, increase your customers, or raise funding, event hosting and meeting facilitation, and services to help you market to the large and growing seniors population. That's something I've actually written a book about. To learn more about all of this and my other podcast, Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers, please visit www.jeff-ostroff.com. You can also email me at jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Now let's get back to this episode of Healthcare on the Horizon. Dawn, is it accurate to say, and I realize a lot of the data is still being captured, the chances of somebody getting it, no matter where they live around the world, if they're past 65, they've got a one in four chance of getting macular degeneration, MACD? I would say yes, in terms of it being uniform. So for example, it's European ancestry we know is more prevalent. Okay, now we know that. Europe, high prevalence. Asia, we know now, there's a lot of retina conditions in the Asian population. Mm. Some of them are only in an Asian population because, again, a lot of it's genetic. Yes. Right? Worldwide, it is an epidemic. It's an epidemic. Yeah. Now, when, okay, so with COVID and the pandemic and everything, that means sometimes now that means different things right. to different people, right. right? The way we like to help people understand what I'm saying is that everyone has eyes right? Everyone has two eyes. Everyone has vision, meaning even if you're born without your vision. So that in and of itself is huge, right? Right. When you think about it. Yeah. Because that's everybody. It's everybody. Absolutely. And it's also not self-reported until really recently because the public doesn't understand as much about it. And it's a silent disease. So, you know, you can't tell when you look at your aunt Sophie, who's, you know, 78, whether she has MACD or not, she has to tell you. Good point. Mm-hmm. The essence of healthcare on the horizon is to take a look at where things stand now and where they may go in the future regarding the prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of whatever diseases we're covering. So let's start, Dawn, to look at recent developments and right up to the present day, what are some things that you're seeing? You alluded to, for example, and we don't need to focus on this, smoking and not a good thing. So we've obviously learned some things. So what are we learning more recently? What are we learning? And what are we still learning at the moment about prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of MACD? 
Love that. I'll drill down real simply. There are more and more studies now that are showing that when smoking was the thing to do, which a lot are elderly now, that there's a direct correlation between smoking and MEGD. And it will be the first thing that your retina doctor should or will tell you. If you smoke, stop. Like everything else, it's eye healthy diet, heart healthy. Mm. Okay. So we now know because the American Heart Association, there's a lot we know about cardiac health and follow that. Okay. For your eye health, eat the rainbow, right? Mm. Leafy green vegetables, all different color, lots of green vegetables. We have a shopping list on the website. We have lots of eat the rainbow, eat omega oil. That's significant for eyesight, but we're not talking necessarily tilapia. We're talking about oily fish. Okay. Sardines, for example, if you love them, eat them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Salmon. Okay. So diet's really significant. And oftentimes in our education sessions, we will have a nutritionist. Yes. Exercise, healthy lifestyle. Those are the prevention. And there's Arids 2 vitamins. There's, I can name the, there's Occupite, there's Preservision. You've probably seen the commercials yes. for dry MACD. That's what you, all you can do. And those are those, they really work. Yes. And that's an NIH study, an NEI study that showed that's ARIDS too. You need the formula prevention wise. See your eye doctor on a regular basis, your ophthalmologist, your retina doc. That's significant because if you catch it early, just like everything else, early stage, it is better. Yes. There's tools on our website that you can look at for prevention. So that's that piece. The patient education still has to happen. This is our role. We want it to be a supper time conversation so everybody knows about it. Why does everybody know about diabetes a little bit? Because the public understands it. Let's get MACD there too. So that's going to help. The research side, into the day, Jeff, you know what really pretty much everything is, which is why the human body is amazing? It's inflammation. Yeah. MACD is inflammation in the end of the day. So scientists say, and we know a lot more, how do we stop the progression? Because the, the injection drugs do that now. They will stop the progression of the blood, of the leakage. And it will increase your eyesight for people. So everybody's different. It'll improve it, I should say. And that, but only get it so far. Unfortunately, you're not going to get your vision back the way it was right now. Right now. But on the horizon to kind of kick that off. Well, yeah. Okay. Here's what's on the horizon that I can talk about. Yes. And we're fueling this. Sure. So gene replacement therapy. We all know the big genome study that was huge for science. And complement system, okay? That's the horse we're riding on right now. There are 53 complement genes in your eye and there's a cascade. Science is saying if we can find a target, because that's what medicine does, that's what research shows, if they can find a target, the medicine can shoot at that, that'll stop it. So we're closer and closer to thinking that's in your in the complement gene system. And the complement system in your body is amazing. So this would stop the progression of it? Well, we're not sure. Not sure. It could. We don't know for sure. Then we've got to find where in that complement cascade, those genes, you know, those genes, they, they work together. They connect with it. They're doing their job. Yes. Right? This is at the molecular level. So medicine shoots at a target. That's how it works. So we're closer and closer to finding that target in the retina. Okay. Well, that's have a positive impact both on dry and wet MACD? It's going to have a positive impact 
if science discover and it's all about discovery, if science discovers the discovery is what complement gene in what order. Look at it that way. You find the target, then you're going to figure out what is going to happen when you hit it. And I don't mean to sound vague, but it's promising, folks. I mean, this is a disease that is curable. Everyone agrees on that. It's just a matter of figuring that out. Now, that's no small feat, but we are closer to that than we've ever been. That's exciting. Just to come back to something else that you said, Dawn, if somebody has a genetic tendency to get MACD, dry or wet, if they engage in those lifestyle dietary practices that you spoke about, do they have a really good chance, do we know yet, of preventing the onset of it? Or is it only going to perhaps delay the onset of it? Do we know enough yet about that? Well, my answer to that is this. If it's in your genes, bad gene, you're going to get it. Okay, you have it already. That's already figured out, right? If you think it, because if it doesn't, it's there. So that's gene replacement therapy, for example. That's where some of the science is going. And that's where we really think it's positive in stem cell replacement. But it's your eyes or the retina. It's very complicated. Yes. If we can take that bad gene and fix it, then you're not going to have it. Yes. So that's the answer to that. Or if stem cell, if we can replace, get some cells in there that are going to regenerate themselves and not degenerate. You know, the buzzword right now is everything is degenerative. And people know what that means. Basically, cells die and they don't regenerate and continue to do their job. That doesn't necessarily have anything to do with aging either. They just aren't doing their job. Yes. It sounds also a little bit like what we're learning in terms of gene expression. Absolutely. So somebody might have the gene for macular degeneration, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to express itself if they do certain things, engage in certain behaviors. Is that what we're finding this out? That's where we're at. So when you go to supportsite.org, and there's a, we've got a publication by our research project that we're funding right now. It's called GWAS, G-W-A-S. And it's all about gene expression in the retina. So that's what they have to figure out. How does that show up, right? You nailed it, Jeff. That's awesome that you took me there in my response. Because that's what these amazing scientists all over the world we've funded, by the way, are figuring out. What's that gene expression? Let's figure that out. And then let's go there. Let's go there. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you one more follow-up question. You work with people every day to help them improve the quality of their life. Mm -hmm. That's what you're trying to do. Amen. Can you just speak to one, maybe, life-enhancing development in terms of how people are able to better cope today? I'm thinking in terms of some sort of a machine or technology. People already have it. And you're helping them. They purchase this or whatever it is. They wear it. What is an example? I know you're doing sure. things like that. Absolutely. When you're diagnosed with MACD, you have it. You got to live with it. You got to try to live your life independently because you're losing your sight. It's scary. I talk to people, you're right, every day. I, I, I mean, it's just, it changes my life. One of the things I miss is I can't read. The one thing I miss is I can't see my new grandson. I can't see his face. So there's assistive technology. There are devices out there 
It's a huge industry it's a, and people don't know about it because you have low vision, okay? That assistive technology, it's not computers, it's not your iPad, it's not your, you know, that's accessibility. We're talking assistive technology that adds magnification, contrast, and light into your life. The only way you can get it is these devices so that you can read. You can read the newspaper. You can put a wearable, what's called a wearable, on and learn how to use it. And you can see the TV. You can see your grandson's face. And those devices are out there. And we help people understand how to access them. And these are huge advances, right, Dawn? I mean, this is... Oh, yeah, huge. But the point is, it's technology that's assisting you. And it's accessible to people. Learn how to do it because you got to learn all your life. And it gives you that ability to read again and do the things you love, the crosswords, the Sudoku. And also what it does and changes people's lives because it uses cameras and uh, optical character recognition. Because the truth is, all you have to do is know where to find it and then figure out what works for you. It's not the Sherlock Holmes magnifying glass. All right. Yeah, you can't read your favorite book with that or look at a recipe. Yes. It's day-to-day tasks. It's all task-driven. Dawn, would you think in the next 10 years, we're going to see some big leaps here? Or do you think maybe 20 years? The research has progressed so significantly in the last 10 years. And a lot of that has to do with our organization and fueling that, but also just the science of everything and that genetic piece. So yes, in 10 years or less, we're really onto something now. That's propelling itself. There's a trajectory there that's huge. This is an epidemic. We have to solve it. And saving sight is what it's about because the way science works is once they know something more about the retina, that can affect other diseases of the retina, et cetera, and on and on. So it accumulates. My short answer is please stay hopeful. We are very optimistic. There are significant changes on the horizon. There you go. And I'm confident about that. Excellent. This is the perfect time to segue into how can people, whether for themselves or maybe it's a family member, a caregiver, whoever, get access to the kinds of information that you're providing. Well, Jeff, first of all, I want to say this. Healthcare on the horizon is healthcare. Health care is not just the science and the treatment. It is for macular degeneration and vision loss, it's holistic because there's a lot that happens when you can't see. What we do, you come to us, that's all we do is macular degeneration. So support site, S-I-G-H-T, of course, .org, and lots of resource materials, all kinds of information. There's 800 number. Caregivers are significant because macular degeneration is a disease where you have to rely on others. Caregivers play a huge role. And we also have an award-winning resource, a podcast. Thank you very much. And you happen to be one of our hosts, so we love you for that. Thank you. It's My Mac D Life, M-Y-M-A-C-D-L-I-F-E.org. You can go on the website and access it and listen to the episodes. And that's a variety of things you can hear about. You can hear from retina docs, from researchers. There's episodes on 
what's happening with Medicare and Medicaid, right? How do these things get paid for? What are they doing in the science of it? There's episodes where you hear personal stories and from caregivers, people who are coping with living with it. It's award-winning. We're very proud of it. Yes. It's pandemic-proof, right? It's pandemic Yeah, yeah. Yes. And you can listen to it. You don't have to be able to see it. That's how you find us. Please get to us. What's great about this is, and it's becoming so rare, unfortunately, in our society, you're saying somebody can actually pick up a phone and call somebody and get a real human being that maybe can actually answer the phone (laughs) and help them. So people, if you or somebody you love has macular degeneration, MACD now, Dawn's organization can help you identify maybe the assistive technology that would benefit you or your loved one and many, many other things. And I'm excited to hear about some of these developments, Dawn, because that's what this show is about. We want to educate people and let them know that there are things that are really going on that might change the landscape. Dawn, thank you so much for being our guest expert on Healthcare on the Horizon to talk about macular degeneration and all the great stuff that you're doing there at Support Site Foundation. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. And I just want to say this. You're doing a great thing with this show, and I am honored to be part of it, to share all we know about MACT. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Healthcare on the Horizon. I hope you've enjoyed it and will benefit from it. And if you did like it, please share this episode with anyone you know who you think might also find it of value. And if you have any comments or questions about Healthcare on the Horizon, or any suggestions for future topics or guest experts, you can reach me at the website www.jeff-ostroff.com or through my email address jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Thanks.